Amen. What a great song. I'm thankful for the churches that I've been blessed by. I'm thankful for the church that I was saved in as a little boy. I'm thankful for the church that I grew up in, that my dad was a pastor. And then it's been a joy to be here and pastor this church 30 years, and God's been mighty good to us. And aren't you thankful for the preachers that God has put in your life? And and thankful for the churches that have taught you this old book right here. And I pray that today will be another day that we can say it's been good to be in the Lord's house. I'm going to preach this morning on the subject, This Life is Your Life. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, I bow to pray, not out of a habit or requirement. But Lord, I do hunger for your power. I hunger that you would help me, Lord, to have the right words, of the right attitude, the right spirit, being filled with your spirit, that the truth of the word of God can be in our hearts and minds in such a way that when we leave today, it will affect our thinking, our conversation, and most of all, it will affect our behavior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to take an event of Bible history and use that to illustrate a Bible truth that you and I need in our lives today. The event in history is simple as it's the most repeated illustration in all of the Bible. And that is to do with the children of Israel as they journeyed from the land of Egypt to the land of Canaan. The book of Deuteronomy prepares them to go in. It is what I've called their constitution for the nation of Israel. And in this passage of scripture, he is telling them the land where you're going is far different than anything you've ever known. He reminds them a bit of Egypt. He reminds them of a bit of the desert and the wilderness that they have journeyed through. But he says the land that you're going into I've prepared it for you, and it's far different than anything you've ever seen. It's not a flat land. It's not a dry land. It is a land where there are mountains and valleys. It is a land where the rain of heaven falls and makes it a beautiful place for you to enjoy. As I read these verses, I thought of many years ago, I preached in a Bible conference in Australia in Brisbane, Australia. There were a lot of things happened in that, uh, in that trip. And I remember the first thing, and of course, the 23-hour time difference or 22, something like that. And I don't remember if they're ahead or behind, but it's different. And uh, when I got there, it takes a long time to get there. A fellow asked me with an Australian accent. He uh, said, uh, do you know what time it is? I said, I don't even know what day it is, let alone what time it is. And, uh, but anyway, that was my first little chuckle there in Australia. And, and I enjoyed preaching there and enjoyed preaching in uh, different churches, three or four different churches, and then uh, for a few days in a conference there. And one day we did some uh, sightseeing, and the closer you go to the inner part of Australia, the drier it is, and that's what's called the outback. And it's just a desert, nothing out there but poisonous things that I don't like. And I, when I saw it from a distance, I said, this is close enough. I've seen all that I want to see of the outback. 
And then as we started going back toward the coast and to the water, it was some of the most beautiful, lush pasture lands I had ever seen. And I remember seeing the Australian cowboys out there with the cattle and uh, actually watched as they were moving uh, cattle from one place to another. One of the most beautiful sights I'd ever seen. And one of the most beautiful uh, pasture lands of just, just pure green grass I'd ever, I'd, ever, I'd ever looked at. And when I read this passage of scripture and I read how God said you're going to a land that's completely different uh, than anything you've ever been in. In fact, everything in Canaan is different from not only the way you live, but the way you think and the way you behave. In fact, it is a perfect picture of living a life of sight in the land of Egypt in the wilderness and living a life of faith in the land of Canaan. I want to show you four things in this passage of Scripture that will help us to see that you and I as Christians are called to live a life of faith. And I want to challenge you again today as we're often tempted to go from faith in God back to sight. We get a hold of a few of God's blessings and we think we've got a hold of something. Friend, when you've got faith in God, you've got the most that you'll ever have in life. And don't trade the blesser for the blessings. We get a hold of the blessings and we think, boy, I've got what I want. No, sir, I want God and I want to keep my faith in Him. I want you to notice what he says in verse number 10 in the wording. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot or carried water. That's what they did in Egypt. The slaves carried water as a garden of herbs. Now I want you to take your Bibles, mark Deuteronomy 11 and go to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2 and this is, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul speaking of the new life that he had in Christ. You remember Paul was a man of religion. Paul was a man that lived by sight. He used his own sense. He used his own education. He used his own wisdom. And it led him uh, to a high level of frustration that he hated God's people. He was living on the education of man, living by sight. Ah, but thank God for that day on the Damascus Road when the bright light shined from heaven and he heard the voice of God and that day he trusted Christ as his Savior and he became a new creature in Christ. He's not dependent now on what he knows or what he feels or what he thinks. He's now living a life of faith in God. And here's how he describes it. Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20, the Bible says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. You ever think about that? Christ is in you. As a child of God, Christ is living in us. So often we keep the Holy Spirit from doing what he desires. And we want to live that old life. Paul said, but Christ liveth in me. Notice what he says. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul chose to live a life of faith. Now I want to challenge today, today in the message. I want to preach to you today to live by faith in God. Live by faith in God. No matter how young you are, decide, put your faith in God. Whatever the Bible says, I'm going to believe it, I'm going to do it. No matter how young you are, no matter how old you may be, whatever your age or stage in life, I want to challenge you today. I'm preaching to you today to say, don't live a life of sight, live a life of faith in God. There are four things that he says about the comparison of these two places. And one represents a life of sight, the other a life of faith. First of all, I want you to notice if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 11, in verse number 11, he says, Canaan is a land of hills and valleys. Verse number 11, but the land where you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Now Egypt was flat. Uh, Egypt was a desert, uh, dry place. Uh, Egypt was dry and had to be watered uh, by carrying the water. That's what the slaves did. And Egypt and the desert was dry and was sand. Uh, Canaan, where they were going, uh, they didn't have to carry water Water did not fall out of the sky in Egypt, <clears throat> but, but water came from the sky, came from the God of heaven, and fell on the land of Canaan. Now, now, that's not odd or different to us, but can you imagine being in a place that's like that? I mean, they, they, they came from a place and one of the things they said in the wilderness, did you bring us out here to die? Did, did you bring a, 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 us out here to die of thirst? And God said, Moses, take the rod and hit the rock in Horeb. And water came from the rock and God provided for them in that way. But Canaan was not like that. Rain fell on the mountains and the, and the green grass and trees would grow and it would flow down into the valley and the valley would be full of green grass. This is just like comparing a life of sight to a life of faith in God. We're going from doing everything ourselves, the rat race of life where the rats usually win, <clears throat> doing the same thing over and over, seeing what we can accomplish and what we can do and what we can gain compared to a life of faith. A life of faith is a life of adventure. Yes, there are ups and there are downs, but there is no up or down that doesn't prepare you or uh, do anything but work to increase our faith in God. Uh, the valleys and the mountains that God has placed there. It is a land of possibility, a land of opportunity. In fact, God said it best when he said, it's not just a land of opportunity and a land of possibility, it's a land of promise. You, you, you don't have to see if you can live out the American dream. I promise you, what you're going to get in the land of Canaan 
I prepared it for you. Now, I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm hungry for the blessings of God. I'm hungry for the fellowship with God. I've seen what God can do and the power of God and the ability of God in a moment of time to outdo what men can do through the work of a world empire, what God can do. And my dear friend, I have a choice to live my life in Him, a life of faith in God. Psalm 37, the Bible says in verse 23 and 4, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. A life of faith in God, God must allow anything that comes our way. Do you know nothing can happen to me? Nothing can happen to you that God does not allow or order. So everything that comes is for my good and his glory. Amen. Take your Bibles and let's look at that verse again in Romans 8 verses 28 and <clears throat> verse number 29. You see, they were going to a land of Canaan. He said it's a land, it's different. It's not flat and dry and barren. It's a land of mountains and valleys and grain. It's almost like going to southeast Kentucky. <laughs> Those of you from southeast Kentucky, you enjoyed that. The rest of you, I hope you get to visit sometime. Uh, but anyway, uh, Romans 8, verse number 28, the Bible says... Are you still with me? You still believe that song we sang from first hallelujah to the last amen? All right, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow. He did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many Brethren, he said, we're going to a place. We're going to a place where there's mountains and valleys, a place that I have prepared for you. I, I want to say this morning, the Christian life is a life of faith. It's different than a life of sight. When you were unconverted, when you were without Christ, why would anybody that could live in Canaan want to move to Egypt? I don't know. The land of Canaan is more than opportunity. It's more than possibility. It's a land of promise. Here's what God desires for us. Here's how Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, God has in mind what he wants for me. I know what he wants. He wants victory. God wants me to enjoy life. Even in difficulty, I can enjoy life because God has prepared that to make me a better servant for him. And God says to them, this is far different than anything you've ever known. It is a land of hills and valleys. A life of faith in God is a life of dependency on God to do in us and for us what is necessary to accomplish his will in our lives. Let me ask you a question. How often do you pray and say, Lord, I want to do your will today. I want to yield my mind to your mind. I want to yield my heart, my will. I want to yield my obedience not to do what my flesh would want to do, but I want to do what you want to do. How often do we think about this life of faith in God? 
I'm preaching to us today to say, don't live a life of sight in this old world. You understand the wisest of men in our nation, they don't have it figured out. We're in debt. We're in trouble. And they have programs just like the last failed programs. Friend, this is not a program this is a promise. This is what God said. Have faith in God. We're going to a new land. Second of all, I want to point out, and I've said this already, but I want to point out specifically, Canaan is a land of rain. How many, how many of you have ever lived in a part of the country in America where it's a desert place? Anybody ever lived in a desert place? A few of you have. I preached in uh, uh, Reno, Nevada uh, just a few weeks ago, and I remember even flying into that big bowl there. E everything is just a desert, and, and uh, it's green where they have an irrigation system, and they, and they pipe the water in, and that's what makes it green. Well, God is saying to them, you're coming from a place that's a desert place. It's dry and barren. But I want you to know that Canaan is a land where the rain falls from the sky. I was preaching one night in Red Valley, Arizona. It's in the Four Corners part of America. And I was preaching on an Indian reservation. And there was an Indian pastor there, a friend of mine, that took me there to Red Valley, Arizona. And I remember it was a small building and there were so many people that showed up. We had church outside. And uh, in, in fact, I was scared just a little bit because they sang the first two songs in their language. And it sounded to me like they were singing, let's scalp him and kill him. I didn't know what they were saying. And, uh, uh, but, but it was the driest place. I mean, it was dry. There was dust. The only thing you would see is bramble, uh, just, just weeds that would blow. It was as dry as could be. And I remember preaching that night. And after the service, it started raining. And it came a flash flood. They thought, some of them thought I was a god. I said, no, I'm, I, I'm scared to death. I'm afraid of you folks. I'm not God at all. And, uh, but, but, but because it rained, and they were so excited that it rained. Now, we couldn't get back into where the church service was on Monday night and had to get another building for Tuesday night. It, it was an amazing crowd. They came from everywhere. They were so excited just because it rained. God said, when you get to Canaan, it's normal. Rain happens all the time. You know what rain is a sign of or a picture of in the Bible? God's blessings. I'm glad that God's blessings don't come every few years, but God's blessings are good every day. Folks, God is in control, and I'm preaching this morning. We need to have faith in God. The land of Egypt was a land that required irrigation. It was watered by the works of the slaves that had to carry the water. They had to work hard to bring water that pictured life. And they would bring it from the Nile River to where the crops grew. Once a year, the land would flood. And while it was a blessing, it also was oftentimes destructive and would take away things that were good. Egypt was a land of many unknowns and it was most hard 
hard and difficult and uh, 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 filled with labor for the people that lived there. Moses tells the Israelites, Canaan is different. In Egypt, you had to work for the water in Canaan. God himself, God himself sends the water that you need. You won't have to dig canals and build complicated systems. God sends the blessings of heaven. And dear friend, the same is true in living a life of faith in God. And when you have the option and the opportunity to live by faith in God, I say, live, leave a life of sight and live by faith in God. The same is true in the work of the church. We've proven it over these past 30 years. And we've seen again and again what faith in God in hard work produces the blessings and the miracles of God. A life of faith. May I say this morning, no one's in a rehab center because they walk by faith in God. Not one shooting that took place in Lexington this week happened because of walking by faith in God. Not one shooting that took place in Louisville. Sad, there are places in Louisville. I'm talking about just, just a little more than an hour away. Children are afraid to wait on the school bus in the morning. One street's had three people murdered, two in broad daylight. I'm not talking about a third world country. Friend, that didn't happen because of the churches in Louisville. That didn't happen because of walking by faith in God. That happened by human reasoning and walking by sight. I say to you this morning, God's people are supposed to live above and live better than figuring things out to the best of their ability. I live by the wisdom of God. I say this morning, live by faith in God. I give you the third thing. He told them uh, the land of Canaan was God's land. The children of Israel can go in confidence knowing that God is going ahead of them. And all that they would face, God would be there before they arrived. And as they journeyed the Bible, God told them his eye would ever be upon them. The land they're headed to is a land that commands the attention of the Lord. He is committed to watching over their land as well as watching over them. And as Job said it in Job 28.10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Matthew chapter 10, God says, If my eye is on the sparrow, and I meet the needs of a bird that's worthless to man, and I care about the sparrow. Don't you know I care about you? Hey, folks, Christians who live by faith are supposed to be people of prayer. We're not supposed to just see what happens and just let it turn out and live with it the best way we can. God said, come boldly to the throne of grace and find help in the time of trouble. God's people, we live by faith. We believe what the Bible says. Even if a scientist says it's not true, even if a historian says it's not true, even if a doctor would say it isn't true, that old book that I hold in my hand, that, my friend, is the word of God. And while I may not understand it all, and I can't explain it all, I believe it all because that book is God's book. 
I preach to you today, teenager, have faith in God. You can't understand everything about God, but you can understand God is the one that gave you life. And God is the one that gave his son that you could have eternal life. God is the one that gave us the sun to shine and the rain to fall and taught us to work with our hands and taught us to labor, to care for our families and our loved ones. God is the giver. God is the good one. I say this morning, have faith in God. Then I'll give you the fourth one. Canaan was a land of promise. I love that word. Put that in your mind. It's not the land of opportunity. It's a land of promise. He didn't say this might happen. He said this will happen. You obey me. This is what takes place in the land of Canaan. 34 times during the days of their wilderness wanderings, 34 times God reminded the people that they would inherit the land of promise. The land was theirs. They would be victorious in entering the land and conquering the enemy and possessing the land. It was their land. And nothing could or would stand in the way of it becoming a reality. And I say to you today, it's your life. Live it by faith in God. Young people, listen to me. Don't have faith in the faith of your fathers. Have faith in the God of your fathers. Have faith in God yourself. I remember as a boy going to a place to pray and saying, Lord, I know you hear my grandparents. I know you hear my mom and dad. But God... Do you hear my prayers? I want to pray. And I remember asking God and and asking God to work in my life and asking God for things and see God start working in my life. I'm I'm not talking about something mysterious and something imaginary. I'm talking about something, friend, that's real. Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 8. I've got to stop. I don't see a good stopping place right here, but I don't see a landing field anywhere. Romans chapter 8. Deuteronomy 11 talks about the land of promise. When we come to the New Testament, we talk about a life of faith in God. And he says in Romans chapter 8, Verse 36, as it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Notice this, verse 37. Nay, and in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're winners, folks. Have faith in God. There are four things I want to say in closing. You can go ahead and stand. I want to have you to stand. A life of faith in God begins its salvation. It is to realize that God gave his son to pay for our sin. A life of faith begins by accepting him as Savior. If you haven't done that, today is a day of salvation. Faith in God continues when we are obedient to Christ. The first step of obedience to Christ after salvation is baptism. It's simply a profession 
of our faith that we believe Christ died, was buried, and rose again for our salvation. A life of faith, the second step is a step of obedience. Faith in God, the third step is to say, Lord, I want to give you my life, I want to give you my family. I use this illustration in Sunday school. Have you ever had surgery and the doctor or a representative comes in and says, the doctor needs you to sign this paper giving him permission for the anesthesiologist and for the doctor to do surgery. And you basically put your life in their hands and you sign it. Or you may be a legal guardian for someone. You know what's difficult to do? Is when you're the legal guardian and someone is dying and they ask, do we take them off life support and it's your decision? You have to sign to give them permission. You ever sign one for God and say, Lord, I'm going to give you my life. Here it is. I'm going to put my life in your hands. That's a life of faith. Don't fear living a life of faith. Fear living a life of sight when Canaan could be our home. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us today to be challenged about how we think and how we live. Lord, help us to live by faith. Help us when we make decisions in life that we do not make them unless we first pray and ask you, Lord, what your will is. Help us, Lord, as families, as husband, wife, as church family. The reason we pray so many times in a church service, Lord, is because we so depend on you. Help us to live that way, not just in this hour, but in our lives to be in touch with you, living a life of faith. And I pray if there's one here today that doesn't know you as Savior, that today they'd put their faith and trust in you for salvation. I pray that you'd help us to make this decision. Though we can't see it and fully understand it, we know from your word and the speaking of the Holy Spirit it's the right thing to do. May we obey it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.